Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. What's happening, Derek? I'm recording the podcast. Are you? Right now. Right this second? (laughs) Is it today? (laughs) It's today. What's happening? Not much. I'm, uh... I'm, I'm working night shifts this weekend. Yeah, lucky I you. Get, I get to miss out on all the grand fun that you're going to have. Down at Canucopia? Yes. You're lost, buddy. <laughs> Last year, you said, you know what? No matter what, I'm going to Canucopia next working. year. I'm <laughs> working. You said, no matter what. And I'm sorry, but a gentleman's agreement, even stating, no matter what, means you will quit your job no matter what. <laughs> Apparently, Derek. Apparently, work is important. Apparently, no matter what, does not include quitting your job. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I, you have I, limits. I broke our gentleman's agreement. No on. matter what, except <laughs> there was no except. There. Except for well, who except. knows? Who was can, it, who there was no work. fine print. Who can predict work? Me. <laughs> See, this this is outside of normal hours. I'm working nights on the weekend. Yeah, I know. I've done that in ten years. About time, you slacker. <laughs> Homer Simpson. Yeah. Ah, hmm. uh, yeah. You know what? I'm looking forward to getting down there and uh, seeing what's happening and checking things out again this year. Yeah, next year I'll go, guaranteed. Unless, <laughs> <laughs> unless you know, like there's an asteroid <coughs> falling, for, or unless it's a the day ends in a Y. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's unless a there's beer shortage. Mitigating circumstances. Yeah. A beer shortage. That would be tragic. Wouldn't it? Yes. That would just mean we have to go. Because John Van Berger is always talking about how great the beer is down there. Yeah. So they'd be hoarding it, I would be thinking. I, they'd have to. Yeah. The zombie apocalypse, we're going to Wisconsin. Have you ever made beer? No. I couldn't survive on homemade beer. It's no. really no. gross. No. I've had a few people that have made homemade beer and homemade wine. I'm not a big wine drinker anyway. Yeah. But the somebody's made dandelion wine and strawberry wine, homemade. Oh. Strawberry wasn't that bad. What was the dandelion stuff like? Um, I would rather lick my own feet after going through leech infested swamp. <laughs> it was that bad, was it? Yeah. Well, I'm, I don't know if regular dandelion wine supposed to taste like that, but <laughs> this stuff did. <laughs> You're really selling it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, when the person that makes the wine is, hey, take a bottle. No, no, take a bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Oh, sure, give me three. (laughs) You're driving down, tossing them out the side of the road. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, But no, no, the Canucopia should be good. Uh, Go down, check out a bunch of things, and uh, have a good time. So, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, going to miss it. However, we were at the Quiet Adventure Symposium. This is part two of our Quiet Adventure Symposium yes. interviews. Mm-hmm. Last year, one of the the things that really caught our eye was the Chicago Adventure Therapy. Yes, the CAT program. The CAT program. Uh, let's inner city kids come out and experience paddling and kayaks and everything like that. And we got a few of the kids there to come out and... I shouldn't say kids because they're like teenagers, right? They're pretty much adults. Yeah. Um, we got them to come out and uh, sit in the booth and chat with us yes. about what they do and what they like about and all that. So we decided this year it would probably be cool to get a new group of kids and get their take on things. And um, it went really well. There was a bit of a surprise at the end. And uh, Andrea Nepper, who looks after it. Yeah. 
Um, she was a bit surprised at, at the one fella, James, as well. And uh, Yeah, because yeah. He's, his, his passions came out suddenly. He's like, yeah. well, let me tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's well, like whoa. We just, yeah. we, we just switched this guy on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really yeah. cool. Really cool. Especially, like I say, when, when Andrea's sitting there and um, all of a sudden she's like, wow. Yeah. So. This guy has passions that we didn't know about. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Which is pretty, mm-hmm. you know, when he can sit in front of a microphone. When you have. And, like it's he's he's the next he's amongst the next generation when they have yeah. passions like this about about whatever subject when you have passions that strongly you're going to make a difference in the world definitely so the first interview you guys are listening to here today is from the Chicago Adventure Therapy Group and uh, yeah there's still some noise again from you know because we're in the middle of a big yes big there's place. ventilation and yeah. there's you know there's rabbits you know oh, squeaking yeah. across the wall and angora <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so uh check out um this interview here and from quiet adventure symposium and uh, the chicago adventure therapy group so we have a whole group of people one two three four five there's six of us in our little booth right now uh last year we talked to andrea nepper of the chicago Adventure therapy. Adventure therapy. I can never remember what the A stands for. I <laughs> adventure. Put, We're I super adventure, adventurous. But I always think it's something else. I don't know <laughs> why I can't think of adventure. What could be better than adventure? Nothing's Nothing. better than Nothing's adventure. Nothing's better than adventure. So, Andre, you're here today, yeah. and we're just going to go basically a review of what we talked about last cool. year. Cool. Uh, anything new that's happened with Kat this year? Cool. And then we'll talk to Luke, DeAndra, and James. Uh, James awesome. And get their little feedback into how much they like it. Cool. So what's new? So there's two major things that are new. Um, One is that I was completely gone from the organization this summer. And of course, summer is our busiest season. Right. Um, Because I was on sabbatical and I was on a big paddling trip. Um, And so it means the organization ran without me, which is maybe not super exciting to other people, but it's way exciting to me because it's an organization that I founded. And so it's always been sort of about me. And so to be able to step back from it and have other people run it, and it went really, really well, like that's super cool to me um, because it's sort of proof positive to all of us that this organization is going to be fine when I get to the point where I leave because exactly. I'm not going to be alive forever and I'm yes. not going to be working forever. Yes. And so when I step away, it, it'll still be... It'll survive it'll on still as be its going own strong. entity. Yeah. yeah, so that exactly. was actually really exciting yeah. to me. Um, and there were a couple... Um, there were a couple of really cool things they did while I was gone. One was that Outside Magazine had this outside experience show in Chicago, and it was the first one. Right. Um, and we were the charity partner. Um, cool. Yeah, and so we um, we had a booth, um, and then we also there was a panel that some of our young folks were on. Deandra also actually was on that panel, um, and so like they got to speak in front of you know sort of this whole big show. So that was really exciting. Um, and we're going to be at the show again this year. It's going to be in May at Northerly Island in Chicago. Um, cool. So we don't, we're not on a panel again, but we'll have a booth. And so that's pretty exciting. That was a big, that was a big event. And it was the first time we did it, and it was without me. And that was really cool. And then we also had our second annual Apostle Islands Rendezvous. Um, okay. And we had... Deandra and James were both there. How many people? Like 25? Yeah, just about 25. Around 25 people in the Apostle Islands. And of all places to do this, some of them, it was their very first time paddling. Oh, wow. (laughs) It was in the Apostle Islands. Yeah, and other folks had been, you know, had paddled a lot. And so um, 
you know, the folks who paddled more, like they paddled to Sand Island and camped there and were just there for a few days. Um, but even the folks who paddled for the very first time ever in their life, um, the first day they learned some basics. And then the second day they made an open water crossing and they paddled from the mainland to Sand Island. So about three and a half miles That's and cool. then turned around and came back. <laughs> so their That's very first day ever paddling, they paddled seven miles. And then day three, they went to the mainland sea caves. Um, and got to explore the sea caves. And That's so amazing. It's, it was yeah. pretty cool. It's got to be exciting yeah. for them, eh? Right? And, and I think it's, um, you know, we talk a lot about, oh, how do we get youth paddling? Oh, how, you know? I'm like, well, you got to make it interesting. Like, yeah. it's way more interesting to explore sea caves and make an open water crossing exactly. and see the Apostle yes. Islands than to be, like, on this tiny little super um, protected water and being told you have to paddle exactly this way. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. that's not interesting. So how do we think we're going to get kids coming back if that's what we're doing? Yes. Right? But if we if we let them do interesting things, like, how cool is that? you got to keep them interested involved. Like, if, if they're thinking, like, this is cool, they're going to want to do it again. Yeah. I, mean, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Is that true, guys? That's Absolutely. true. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're back. I'm back. And you're not going away again? I'm not going away again. <laughs> not for a while. Yeah. So... If we can talk to Luke, in this program, what are you getting out of it? What do you enjoy about it? Like, you I, you obviously enjoy the paddling part. Like, what uh, keeps you coming back? The freedom from Chicago. The, free- <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ability to just get away from the city and enjoy nature and not be so pressured to... Be around people I don't want to be around. Got it. <laughs> Makes sense. It Perfect does. Sense. It does. Yes. I mean, the big thing now is, uh, or the last few years, has been getting back to nature, getting out there. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's exactly what you guys are doing with the paddling. You're getting yeah. out there. You're getting back to the nature. And there's definitely something therapeutic about that. Yeah. Definitely something that really gets you going when you're when you're out there. And they're, they're, are they tandems, kayaks, no. or they're all solo? We right? had there was one tandem um, at the Apostles event um, and that's because there was one person there who had recently had shoulder surgery so he paddled in a tandem with someone because he wanted to come along right that's cool that's yeah cool. so but we do most of our paddling in solo boats okay so yeah, yeah. so when you're when yeah. you're paddling Luke oh by yourself you got time with your own thoughts and what you're seeing around you and all that sort of stuff and that's got to be a bit of a benefit to you I wasn't aware that I could have my own thoughts. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have plenty of your own thoughts. <laughs> no, when I paddle, I tend to not go into my own head. Yeah. I just enjoy the moment where you the are. Sun, the water, the air. Just getting back to the roots, because I grew up in environments like that. Right. In the mountains, in the forest. So, city life just wasn't what I grew up in. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's. I, I mean, my dad was in the military, so we grew up. Hudson's Bay, out west, on the prairies. Yeah. I'd never been to a big city, and then he retires in Toronto. <laughs> I was not made for a city. I feel you, Brady. I, I mean, feel you. the city's nice, but I'm a farm boy through and through. That's, that's yeah. how I grew up. So Yeah. It, and it, it helps. Anything you can get out. I mean, we have a lot of hiking trails around the city and stuff like that. And, you know, there are, there are paddling areas we go to, and there's nothing like throwing that canoe or kayak yeah. on the... Um, on the truck, going for a paddle at the end of the day or something like that. Definitely. It definitely gets you out of the city, eh? Yeah. I think that's interesting, too, what you said, that it's not about getting into your own thoughts. It's about being able to not have to think. Yeah. Yes. And I just think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. In yeah. And be able to just be instead of having to think. 
Because if I want to think, I just go to work. <laughs> <laughs> I try not and to think at work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, so that's what's happening right now? <laughs> well, unfortunately, I have to do a lot of math, so I don't have a choice. Oh. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and I think how you described it, to get away, not to think, just to enjoy the sun, the yeah. water, it, that's, I, that's what I get out of it. That's what a lot of people get out of it. Like, just give it being out on the water paddling camping or whatever it's it's how you re-energize you can just let everything melt away and you can just enjoy your present where you are now yeah it's the best part about it if you ask me yeah Yeah. absolutely totally enjoyable yeah and deandra um i think i agree with everything that was just said but with cats specifically i think what keeps me coming back because even when i have like a bad day on the water i've had too many of those (laughs) but the people in cat are what keep me coming back just because like andrea and like laura and everyone else involved with cat is they're just good people right and good people keep good people coming back (laughs) so i just think like regardless if i like the kayaking or if like i'm in the worst boat known to man in my head (laughs) (laughs) we we don't have the worst boat known we have I have a There's very few not, not great ones. Well, okay. The boat that I don't like is actually Uh-oh. a good boat. Yes, it is a very good, boat, a good boat, but you do I not like do it. I just do not like it at all. Um, so, like, even when I'm in that boat, I stay and I enjoy it because I'm with Kat. And I know, like, regardless of how I'm feeling, they're going to get me through. Cool. Nice. Cool. And you, But you you just keep coming back to Kat. Absolutely. Yeah. I come good. back all the time. And you think it's, it's something that other other kids your age would really benefit from I definitely do I think that a lot of kids my age especially like coming from Chicago need to get into nature because a lot of them have no I don't I don't want to say they have no connection with nature but they don't, they don't know that connection yet right like they don't they've never been in it so they don't understand like how how it would even work and like I know a lot of people even me first coming in like it's nerve-wracking when you've never been in nature you don't know how to swim I don't know how to swim you're getting in a boat and paddling into a lake when you can't swim that's just like <laughs> in your head that doesn't really make sense but like i feel like if they just start a lot of them will actually enjoy it because it, it is calming yeah and it's like relaxing to just be in the water yeah and you know what we've i've known people my age that i've taken out for the first time and they're all hesitant mm-hmm. i mean these are grown people you know men and women that i work with and stuff like that and they're just like oh uh, I don't know that I want to go out in a boat and a canoe or whatever. But once they get out there and they get, yeah, you're, you're traveling down a river. There's no city sounds, no nothing. Attitude totally changes. It's just nothing but positive vibes. and Yeah. Yeah. And total, total different attitude and everything, right? So that's good to, good to hear. Good to hear. Now we have another one, James. Our, I don't know if you can get James in here as well. The microphone. So, Perfect. tell us what you're getting out of. Tell us what you get out of uh, uh, Chicago Adventure Therapy. Why it keeps you coming back? What you enjoy about it? What I get out of the cat is the is the is the experience. Experience, the spirit. like like to enjoy it's myself. Because the most I like about the cat is the road trip. We right. come the paddle. I like yeah. to paddle across the lake. I hope hopefully in next year or so, I might hope for spending time in the island. Apostle, apostle, oh, you want to yeah. you want to camp on the island when we go to the apostles? Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's your goal. Awesome. Yeah, it's definitely Perfect. about the experience, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. To, to, to enjoy to en- to enjoy a good, good time there. Yeah. To, cause I, that'd be that'd be fun if I go to the one of those islands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. No, you know what? Yeah. Like, and that's my thing is when I went on my first canoe trip, 
and I got to go camping for the first time. It was an experience and you, it's just something different and you enjoy it and it's just like, it, it totally adds something to your life being out there. So if you, I hope you get that experience, man. Yeah, I, I really because, hope so. Because, in, because in other, in also, and also hopefully, and hopefully also the, in being a cat, and also also being a cat, but the hopefully, hopefully there's a white, a white to wolf chow as well. To which? Wolf chow, because about uh, the, uh, the, the reason about the cat, because of you like to wolf chow, like chow to different states, to different Oh, states. you like to travel. travel. Yeah, yeah, world yes. travel, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and hopefully, and hopefully that, that you hopefully going to be a, a different experience. So, because so far with Kat, you've been to Michigan and to Wisconsin, right? Yeah, Lake Superior. Yep, Lake yeah. Superior and then the Wimka Symposium. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds awesome. like you guys are all having a really good time doing this. And hopefully, and my goal, and, and, and my goal is, is to get to that island. To the, the island. island. To the island. Get the island. Yeah. 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 So is that something Perfect. you do next year, you think? I think so. Yeah. You, you paddled to the island this summer, didn't you? You paddled to the island this summer, right? Yes. Yeah, and yeah. then back. But you want to camp on the island. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's yep. your, that, would that be a mm-hmm. goal for this summer then? Yep, this coming summer. That'll be mm-hmm. fun. Right on. So when we're here next year and we have you sitting there, hopefully you're going to go, I camped on the island. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping yeah. so. That'll be cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, you know what? And that's, I mean, growing up, we like myself, I grew up outdoors. And all these little experiences, I mean, they're steps. They're small steps that you take and eventually it's just like now it's just second nature you know and I wouldn't give it up my two kids I've brought them up yeah. doing the same sort of thing yes Derek's two young kids yep. they're starting to be you know he's bringing them up yeah. out in nature on. doing yeah. the tricks yeah, sure. and you, you know account. yeah, <laughs> yeah. it'll be a lot of fun mm-hmm. and yes experience and good experience oh, very good experience really good experience yeah. 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 right yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah well thanks for coming out guys hopefully you yeah. guys keep with it and anything else you want to say about Kat? About Andrea? Yeah, well, good question. Hopefully, the cats go, the cats go, we hope, hopefully, we can encourage all young people to enjoy Kat and Grinch so they can, so they can, because so those who fit the worst, that's like myself, I fit the worst myself for them. Because I might be afraid to get down. Hopefully that the young, the young people that can't, that those who feel like who feel the world like me, hopefully will face face their fears. Yeah, face their so fears the young people who come and face their fears, yeah. right? Like, like, like yeah. I need to face my fears. Yeah, because when you first started paddling, you were really scared of the water. Yeah, because yeah. I don't want to get drowned. And you have, yeah, exactly. You didn't want to drown, and you have faced a lot of fears. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's all part of it's all part of growing up too. Yes. You know, getting mm-hmm. that experience and. Now you're just doing it, paddling, no problems. Yes. Awesome. That's good to hear. <laughs> DeAndre and Luke, anything, last comments? Anything you want to talk about? No. About Andrea? <laughs> That's a bad question to ask, isn't it? <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, DeAndre actually is one of the people who's coordinating a new project that we have going. Ooh, so, the okay. other kind Do of new tell. thing that we have, yeah, you want to tell them about it? Okay, um, so Kat just got our first government grant this summer, Ooh. and um, part of the grant is part of the grant is um, doing more outreach into the community. So we're doing a couple of water safety talks this summer. We're doing a couple uh, a couple like beach cleanups and harbor cleanups. We're gonna have what we call paddling extravaganzas, where we just kind of set boats out on the beach 
and let people come and maybe paddle for five minutes, maybe paddle for an hour, and just kind of you know, like get a feel for it. And then off off of that, off on that back, we're gonna kind of um, have like a few like classes where me and another one of the leaders will be helping teach and coach that class. And then at the end of the summer, we're gonna have these kind of ending parties where we'll give the people that participated in our program um, like other opportunities to go paddle and kind of like be able to get together and go instead okay. of having to go on their own and try to enter a community that they're not really a part of or like aren't a part of yet and right. don't know much about. Well, you guys got a lot going on. And you know what I do really like is that it's not just a group of adults saying this is what you're doing, this is what you're doing, this is what you're doing. You're getting it's everybody The kids involved. are getting yeah. involved yeah. and they're Absolutely. designing their own programs. It's they're yeah. becoming leaders. Yeah. Absolutely. That's and that's a that's a big thing yes. for, for us is really developing leadership yeah. and sort of seeing where people have that talent and sort of pulling that out. Um, yeah. so you know, we've pushed Deandra a little bit to take this on. <laughs> um, and she's stepping up really well. Awesome. Um, Good. So yeah, we definitely try to build leadership. Um, and then the other thing, you know, you were saying is it's not just adults leading it. So the idea for this grant actually came from a much smaller grant that we applied for that we didn't get. Um, this one we got, and it's much bigger. But that smaller one was specifically for um, youth and paddling and getting young people involved. And so we had a couple young people develop what that was going to be about. And all of the ideas in this bigger grant were the ideas that they had for that smaller grant. And it was just like, okay, well, if we're not going to get a thousand dollars, then let's try to get thirty-six. <laughs> <laughs> go big or go home. <laughs> well, that's um, awesome. And so, so the original ideas for it all come from the young people in our community. Cool. That's really cool. Good on you guys. Really good. Um, anything you want to add? Anything else we're not knowing about? Is there anything else that's new? So the rest of the stuff is mostly, you know, the sort of the same stuff we've been doing. So we do a lot during the summertime. Right. Um, you know, over 300 folks that we're working with and getting involved in the outdoors. And That's awesome. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. And then the folks yeah. who want to stay involved, we invite them to stay involved. Um, cool. Yeah. Getting the young young people out there is key. It's important. That's how you that's how you grow the future generations of people who appreciate the you know, reconnect with nature, reconnect with the outdoors, mm-hmm. and and appreciate what is out there as opposed to you know. There, there's so many people that I know that just they're they're closed in. They, you know, the kids play Xbox or they're stuck in the inner city mm-hmm. or the, whatever. It's like you need to grow and outside your community and see what's out there to there's something that might be a new career for you out there that you just don't know exists and you know james was talking about that earlier at our presentation um we talked about it was called let's talk about race and james was saying hey you know what young people are the future of this sport and this yes. sport is mostly white and mostly old um and that's not the demographics of i was going to say this country it's not the demographics of canada either yeah, right yes, it's not exactly. the, right yeah. um and so if this sport wants to continue um, we have to be bringing young people and people of color into the sport to take over and lead right did I say that right James yes awesome oh definitely and I mean when you look at what's happening on the news everything like climate change and whatnot is being left to the young people oh my gosh we yeah we are not doing them a a service are we do you want do you want a microphone so you can you want to say something but the climate change, that's what we need to be, we need, that's what we need, we need to be, need to talk about, climate change. Climate like, change. Climate change, mm-hmm. big time, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like I say, unfortunately, it's being left to the young people and what's going to happen. 
And if the young people are all stuck in the city and they don't care about nature, there's not going to be a change, right? The reason, the reason is possible that fuel and gas is responsible for those, for those, for those heat up dependent causing the ice to melt in. Yes. Is it possible that gas and, and fuel is responsible? The gas, the gas and the, and the yeah. fuel. Yeah, that's a yeah, part it of is. it, right? It's it part, part, part of a bigger problem. Do we yeah. think it's a good idea so we can switch the all engine to solar, to solar panels to, into the fields? And so it's, it's, so it's for injuries instead of using gas and fuel. Solar and electric. So, so we can feed injury from the sun. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so you were asking what's going to happen. Basically, our young people are, uh, yeah. They're going to find a way in the future to to recover. Actually have the wherewithal to fix this. Because main field, because because what the problem is, is going to be facing crisis. We're facing a crisis like rice and sea wheels. Because when the ice is melting from the north, you you got a rice and sea wheel with the ocean is getting warmer. And it's going to be more water is rising up. Yep. Because that's that's, that's what my main concern here because... This this pressure that's why I'm afraid of waters. Yeah. Because because the main the main concern is what if because what if the what all the ice is melting the world gonna be we're gonna be this earth gonna be gonna be be under the water. Yeah, I mean once all the yeah. ice claps melt, where does all that water go? It's gotta cover mm-hmm. the land eventually, right? Yeah. So, sure does. so it's definitely something that needs to be worked on. Solar, uh, wind power, yeah. There's all these different things to get away from the yeah, greenhouse we, gases. We, 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 we say we need solar panels all over the city in in the windmill, in the windmills, all yeah. over the field with the farmer, with the farmer wheels yeah. that, so we can feed the engine from the sun instead using gas. Also, Absolutely. we sh- also we need to um, switch from cars to switch the car to switch to wet your cars to wet your cars so so we had so instead instead of use use all those those fuel and oil. So James, I didn't know that um, you were this passionate about climate change or that you had so many thoughts about how to fix it. I'm really glad that you have those thoughts about how to fix it. Yeah, consequences. If you don't stop this, if you don't stop to take care of this, this pending right there, there's a yeah, some consequences going to happen. You're going to have a stronger hurricane. It's going to be going to be had. Did storms means a hurricane going to be a stronger hurricane? So you got to have stronger storm, wise and temperatures. Uh, we say we say rice and sea wheels and what else and what else and what else you're gonna have you're gonna have a hot it's gonna be a mild winter the winter's gonna be it's gonna be much warmer and then out and all the just and all the the social and all the the climate dioxide gonna be trapped in in the earth atmosphere trapped out all the all that stuff that thing from the oil carbon dioxide gonna be we're gonna be trapping in trapped in the atmosphere and that's that heat up the pennant. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. So we got to do something about it. We do. And we do. you guys are the future. Yeah. Getting You're out the next doing, generation. Doing cat, getting out on the water, getting back to nature and all that. The, it's all, all the, part of the it. The future is depends on us. It, it does. does. It does. Absolutely. It does. You, 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 yep. you, you, all the journal which all the future depends on us. You could, uh, on us. If you do, because we must. If we must start, stop, stop. That means under the use, we need to start. We need to start using gas. Fuel in oil. That, that's because because which years which years which years killing our planet, and it's where all the poor bears in the north is is is, is dying because yeah. because all the homes is because starving. All the you remember, remember all the poor bears that's in the north. And the heat, they, 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 they don't get they don't got no food. Yeah. They they dying. They hungry, and they 
in the the dime, the the dime because because you don't you don't got you don't got no home you don't got no home because the ice the the, the ice band is the melting. Yes. The, because yeah. the the center, you see the pole bill being in the water because all the ice has been melting. Yeah. And yeah, I've seen those on on the internet and on TV and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're showing mm-hmm. all those yes. images, right? Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. That's there's, there's, soon soon if you don't if you don't stop this crisis there. That means we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna be in a we're gonna be we're gonna be in a, in a crisis as well. Like we're gonna be suffering from starvation, like um, food crisis. Food crisis means means gonna everybody gonna means you're gonna face you're gonna face all these consequences if you don't stop stop what we're doing to this earth. Yeah, and we need to yeah, start absolutely. Now. If we don't take awesome, if we don't take, take care and take care and, and take care of wildlife. Oh no! Wild, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Definitely. If we don't take care of this earth, it's not going to keep providing for us. They're going to be. They, they, yep. If you don't take care of this earth, that means they, you, you won't be here no more. Yep. Yep. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you very yeah. much, James. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything so else you guys want to add, or Derek? No, I don't. Okay. But we do want to. Why don't we go for a, take a break and then we'll continue and have a chat with Andrea about cool. what she's been doing while she was on sabbatical. Cool. Hi, this is Derek Sprest. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. So that was uh, pretty cool to hear from Deandra, Luke, and James, and yeah. how how much they're really enjoying the the yeah programs. they're they're getting a lot out of it. It's uh and to hear the passion that comes out when they when they talk about it, it's it's you can tell that the program is doing really good work. Yeah, yeah. So and it keeps going on, man. It's, yeah, absolutely. And it's given them it's some empowering them to do their it's stuff. Doing right? it since two thousand and four or something, right? Something like that, yeah. It's been a while now. Yeah. 2006. 2006. She she opened it in 2006. So, hey, it's still going. Yeah. Um, And speaking of Andrea, she was the Verlin Kruger Award winner at the Quiet Adventure Symposium this year. Yes. So every year at the Quiet Adventure, Quiet Water Symposium, now it's Quiet Adventure Symposium. So in honor of Verlin Kruger, who passed away in 2004, uh, they give out the Verlin Kruger Award to a, uh, a recipient. And so just to describe it, the Verlin Kruger Award is given annually to a person or persons who have supported and promoted paddle sports along with water conservation, education, or history in Michigan. Right. And she's been doing that for sure. Uh, she also took a little trip along the West Coast yes. this year. Yes. Little, it's a little kayak trip. Yeah, just a little wee trip. <laughs> Down the entire coast. <laughs> yes. So. 1,500 miles. That's something, eh? Yeah. So, yeah, she took a break from everything and uh, yeah. 
um, went out there and did that and had a blast. So we decided, you know what, while we're talking to them about the Chicago Adventure Therapy, yeah. then maybe once we're done that, we'd keep break, her there. and Break away and talk to her about her, her, her little trip. Yeah. So this is what um, Andrea Nepper had to say about her trip along the West Coast uh, by kayak last summer. We are now with Andrea Nepper, all alone, talking all alone. about all her stuff. You are the winner of the Verlin Kruger Award here at the 25th Annual Quiet Adventure Symposium. Yes, sir. Uh, the award, hang on, I know it says here, dun, 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 <laughs> is given annually to a person or persons who have supported and promoted paddle sports along with water conservation, education, and history in Michigan. Well done. Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And you get your name on a brick. I do. It's over at our booth right now. Yeah, the, really? brick, the brick's yeah. over at the well, booth. Well, there's, bo- there's two bricks. One that I get to take home and one that goes like at the site where there's okay. actually this. The memorial. Yeah. 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 Beauty. Cool. Yeah. So at least if somebody finds one through their brick window, their front window, they know, they know where it came it. from. <laughs> they know <laughs> who did it. Andrea. Well, that, that's pretty cool. Uh, in the meantime, you took a sabbatical last year. I did. And you went to paddling. I did. And where did you go a paddling? So I paddled the west coast of this country, the Pacific coast, um, basically from Canada to Mexico. That's awesome. Wow. It was it was That's incredible. Cool. Yeah, kayak, so really right? Cool. Kayak, yep, sea kayaking. So yeah. inland waterways, are you talking ocean? Oh, ocean. It was ocean paddle. It was paddle. ocean, yeah, it was the open ocean. That's incredible. It's wow. a really exposed coastline. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was wondering. <laughs> it's like, holy like, cow. Ocean? <laughs> <laughs> are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> so you must have had yeah. some a few days where the weather just wouldn't allow travel. And yeah, yeah, there were definitely, um, most of those days were about wind. Yeah. Um, you know, and if it was coming from the south, I stayed off in lighter wind than if it was coming from the yeah. The north? Because <laughs> there's lots of areas where it's very exposed and there's no yes. easy or safe takeouts. That is true. That so. is true. Um, there were some days that I put in some really long mileage because I didn't like the takeouts that were available. Oh, okay. So yeah. you have to keep going. So yeah. you were, you were how many people in the group or are you talking? Me. Just you? Large group of one. Wow. <laughs> there were, there were five days that I paddled with other people. Okay. Yeah. And the trip was three months. That's very challenging. It was. Holy cow. Yeah, it was. It and was. you camped along the way? I did. You didn't stay at hotels? Or I didn't stay at hotels. So I did. My mom and her partner live in Oregon, um, okay. and they got Airbnbs along the way. So 100 miles apart. So three different Airbnbs down Oregon, and my mom would come pick me up and take me to the Airbnb, and I could take a shower and sleep <laughs> in a bed. Awesome. Eat some big, really fatty meals and do <laughs> laundry. Um, and then in California, there's a guy who, Matt Crazan, who has paddled the California coast. Okay. Um, and he reached out to me before the trip and he said, hey, I didn't know you were doing this. Can I help in these really specific ways? And one of those ways was uh, was really funny. He, he wrote a little note. He said, are you okay with people picking you up off of the beach and giving you a place to stay? And I was like, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a purist. I'm not trying to prove anything. Yeah. I'm not trying to set any records. Yeah. Um, yeah, if people... And so um, there were a number of paddlers in California who I didn't... Some of them I knew. Right. And a lot of them I didn't know. They were strangers to me. And they took me into their homes. Um, cool. Yeah, and fed me. <laughs> That's the important part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you started like in Vancouver or? So Nia Bay, which, um, so 
uh, most people, what they know is the San Juans. And um, the body of water that the San Juans are on drains out into the Pacific Ocean through the Strait of Juan de Fuca. Um, And the Strait of Juan de Fuca separates Canada from the United States. Right. So I was on the American side. Okay. um, But on the last um, sort of safe harbor before going out of the Strait of Juan de Fuca and around Cape Flattery, which is the most northwestern point of the state of Washington, and around onto the open coast. So I put in there at Nia Bay. Um, and then had this beautiful first day because you're just immediately in sea stacks and cliffs and just like beautiful. Um, yeah, and then down to San Diego. Dan- I love San Diego. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I was going to take out at the border <laughs> beach on the, the border with Mexico. Yeah. Um, but my mom, um, friends and family were coming to meet me. Um, and my mom uses a wheelchair. Okay. Um, and her partner uses a walker. And the beach at the border beach... Um, you got to walk Not on Sandy friendly. Beach for a long way to get there. So my mom wouldn't be able to see me. Right. Um, whereas if I rounded Point Loma and into San Diego Bay, I was able to okay, land yep. at a beach got where it. my mom could, could Come see, and see me you. along That's cool. with my friends and my husband. Yeah. And yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Now, all dehydrated meals or... So I dehydrate a lot of food. So no commercial dehydrated meals, but man, I spent months dehydrating food. Right. So, I mean, there had to be a whole lot of planning, your roots, your days. So much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I didn't plan. So, you know, sort of where I was going to stay, I I planned sort of a leg at a time. Right. Um, Because I didn't know for certain how fast I was going to be traveling. I knew how fast I thought I was going to be traveling. But you know, you reality is often different than what you expect, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the food I planned out in detail because I didn't want to have to um, buy a lot of food on the way. So mostly the only food I had to buy along the way were more Snickers and more meat sticks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, you know, that's what everybody needs is a right? Snickers, right? Fat. I needed fat. Yeah. I lost exactly. so much fat. Oh, yeah? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I lost so much fat. Uh, yeah. What was the wave situations and the tides yeah so um you know a bigger tidal range north than south um definitely had to pay attention to when i was landing to um was there going to be a beach at high water oh Um, yeah yeah Yeah. and there were a couple places where i was like turns out there's not really much of a beach here and i had to get kind of creative about where i put the tent um so and then the other thing about tides, there were a couple of places where the current was definitely something to contend with. Right. So one of the one of the mistakes I made was before the Columbia River, and I was really careful about when was I going to cross it. Yes. Um, because of the tides, um, make sh- make making sure I was crossing it slack, but also exactly. on neeps. It's um, it's rough there. In yeah. In the opening of you Columbia. can get in big trouble yeah. on the Columbia, and it was glass on the day that I paddled oh, across, nice. and it was one of the days I paddled with other people. Yeah. Um, so I waited in Willapa Bay before the Columbia, which is 25 miles from the Columbia, and it's just one big, long beach. But Willapa Bay is really shallow, um, and so it gets breakers across it a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I watched it a couple days because I was waiting for neeps, and I was like, okay, let me, let me cross at high water because it's going to be deeper. There's not going to be breaking waves, right? So I was feeling kind of proud of myself. I was, like, I was across the bay at high water at 6.30 in the morning, and I was like feeling really good about that, right? But the thing that happens after high water is that the water starts going down. And so you start getting an ebb current, which whatever, I was 25 miles from the Columbia. It was going out, right? 
but it goes out and spreads out along the coastline. Yes. So on the ebb, it was moving north, and I was trying to move south, <laughs> and so I spent 25 miles battling the full exactly. force of the Columbia River. Yes. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Dead calm when I crossed it, but man, heading towards it was hard, and there was one hour specifically when I like paddled as hard as I could, and I was like, okay, how long has this been? Because it is um, right at max ebb right now so it's going to be better in an hour yeah um and i looked at my watch and it had been five minutes and i was just <laughs> like oh shit uh. and i was like okay i need to do that 11 more times to get oh through no. this hour of max flow yeah and i would literally i would paddle as long as i could without looking at my watch and i would look at my watch and it had been three minutes and it was just like i did that that's 12 agony. times to get through that hour oh no yeah. that's killer Oh, uh, it was. Killer. It was. It was like intervals to get through the hardest part instead of intervals to train. Yeah. Yeah, it was wild. And that was at the worst? Um, the worst possible time. Yeah, but was that the worst experience you had, water and everything wise, while you were out there? Um, so that was definitely a challenging one. I actually, um, I when I left San Francisco Bay, there was sort of a group that was paddling, and it had been arranged that it was going to be on this Sunday. It was the weekend. People had the day off. But I was looking at the weather and I was like, oh, there's going to be south winds and it was going to be like 20, 25 knots, something like maybe 15 to 20. And I was like, well, I've paddled against that. All of these people have, you know, rearranged their schedules. I'm messing with their schedules. If I change it and say, no, let's do it yeah. Monday. Right. There was a, a group um, making a, a little micro documentary and they were had scheduled to film then. Um, so and there were some people who were going to paddle with me for like. 25 miles that day to Half Moon Bay. Um, and so I was like, okay, so, you know, I've paddled in that wind before, so just, you know, take my stuff in the shuttle, because they all needed to shuttle their cars, right? And then this will be all right. Um, but it was a south wind at, you know, whatever, like 20 knots, and the, it was a flood tide, and so it was heading into the bay. And we actually turned around and came back, came and back. then I did it the next day, paddled to Half Moon Bay the next day. So that was, those were the hardest physical yes. paddling. The hardest part of the trip, though, um, was that it's the longest time my husband and I have been apart from oh, each other wow. in over 20 years. Wow. Yeah. So you're saying he was having parties every night. <laughs> 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 yeah, you've heard of the 500-mile rule, right? <laughs> uh, he was really lonely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was, too. I really missed him. Um, but we, we both travel a fair amount for work, and we agree that the person who's left at home is the one who feels it the most because that's the person who has sort of a whole... All the memories of what is... Yeah, yeah. there's a routine that's yes. missing the other person. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, so, you know, he had four months of that. He had four months of date nights without a date. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so that was the hardest part, actually. Yeah. On the other hand, one yeah. of him and one of his buddies are <laughs> a lot closer than they used to be. <laughs> Yeah. So um, what kind of wildlife did you see? You oh, my gosh. Whales and oh, my gosh. Whales. Lots of whales breaching and feeding and um, right across the bow of my boat. Um, nice. And then times when they were feeding, it's then sea lions will come near them okay, too yeah, and feed right. with, with them. And the birds are all up above, you know, sort of circling above. Looking for leftovers, yeah. 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 Um, dolphins. And dolphins right by my boat. There was one time I was crossing a bay and they were coming out of the bay and then turned to come straight towards me. And they're like jumping out of the water oh. and like jumping straight up <laughs> Do and they landing see me? on their back. <laughs> and they came, they t definitely saw me because they went straight out and then turned straight towards me. And then the pod split around my boat. Oh, wow. It was so cool. It was so cool. Um, 
You see, the, you see the videos of all that, yeah. right? On it's YouTube amazing. and that. It's and it's like, really That's incredible. Cool. It's really incredible. Yeah. Um, so many birds. Oh my god, I love pelicans. I had no idea I loved pelicans <laughs> so much. They're these biz- they're bizarre, but I love them. Um, but also lots of places where there's just rafts and rafts and rafts of birds, yeah. just you know, taking up the whole surface of the ocean. Right. Um, and at sea otters so sea otters oh. through Washington where there's kelp beds they oh, disappeared okay. in Oregon because there's no kelp buds and then they sea otters again once we had kelp in California right and they're so big yeah they are and in June when I was in Washington they had babies oh there we go yeah it was really <laughs> cool it, it was season. really cool so the wildlife that surprised me the most was um, that I heard elk bugling for the first time elk I oh had yeah. never heard elk bugling yeah is that in so Washington State it was in California. Oh, California. Just south, or sorry, just north of San Francisco, at Point Reyes. Oh, okay. Yeah, and there's there's elk there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and where I was camping, there were there was a, a herd of elk. I think I counted 14 of them at one point. Wow. Yeah, and That's then there impressive. were also there were elk on the Lost Coast too, um, but not a big herd of them like that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Anytime yeah. you can hear something like that out of the out of the norm is really right? cool. Right? It sounds yeah. really different than I thought. So much more high pitched. I, I thought got. it sounded like uh, like in Jurassic Park the uh, the raptors when they would bugle in, in the forest. <laughs> it sounded like a little bit like elk. Cause, uh, that, that I'm not even going to try and duplicate yeah, right? the sound. I but can't yeah. do it. It's like, a, it's like this like a long pipe. It's a, yeah. a hooting through a pipe. Yeah. It is not at all what I expected. No. Yeah, it, was, it was yeah. It was, it was amazing. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, was, I mean that's like with, with us. We get the wolves. Yeah. And you're sitting there, and then all of a sudden the wolves start howling. You're just like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, a year ago <laughs> I mind heard you, wolves that's, on you get the hair going up on the back right? of your neck. But. Yeah, I heard I heard wolves on the south shore of Lake Superior the summer before this right. one. Yeah, and it was kind of funny because I woke up and I was like, oh, there's coyotes, and then I was like, well, they're not quite as yippy as usual and then I was like, oh, they're not quite yips are an octave lower than usual, and then I was like. Oh right! Whoa. <laughs> oh, those are wolves. That's cool. Yeah. Anytime yeah. you can go on these trips, though, and, and the scenery mm-hmm. and the wildlife, yeah, it's amazing. They're, they're yeah, anything that you can get all of right? that is the perfect. That's yeah. like that Just, can make a breaker trip. Yeah. You know? Well, and the scenery was gorgeous. Like I was, I was immersed in stunning beauty for three months. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Like. I just I feel so lucky. Like, I, I swear to you, I'm the luckiest person on the face of the earth that I got to do this. Is there any place that along that trip that you wouldn't want to see again? At the Columbia River. The besides the Columbia. <laughs> oh, the River. Columbia was great. I just need to, I was smart about crossing it, but I wasn't smart about getting to it. <laughs> um, I don't think there's any place I wouldn't want to see again. Yeah. I mean, maybe I don't need to paddle the entirety of Southern California. <laughs> Um, and I didn't go out to the Channel Islands. Oh, no? Um, so, for two reasons. One was that I was I was running a pretty significant calorie deficit at yes. that point. And so, I was just fatigued. Um, and I decided, you know, when I go to the Channel enough's Islands. Enough. Well, when I do the Channel Islands, I want it to be type one fun. I want to oh, be able yeah, to yeah. enjoy yeah. it as I'm doing yeah. it instead of only enjoy it in the aftermath. Yes. Right. Um, so, but then also the wind came up real good and strong to on the day that I would have been crossing over yes. there. And so I just went along the shore of Southern California and there were parts of it that were fascinating, but also parts of it that were just like, okay, it's enough fancy houses right on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. 
Yeah, and I guess the diet, I mean, watching your weight and your mm-hmm. calorie count and all that is a big part of that kind of trip. It is, and it was really challenging to get it right um, because, I mean, the, the various things I looked at, it was like I was going to need somewhere between like 4,000 calories a day and 9,000 calories a day. Uh. I was like, I don't entirely know where on that range. So I was guessing right. between four and 6,000 calories a day. But at the beginning of the trip, I couldn't eat the portions that I had planned. I just was too just too, just too much. much. Yeah. And so then, you know, I kind of um, decreased it. And then later in the trip, I wasn't eating enough. And I just like... Yeah, I just got so fatigued. So now, logistics of... uh, So, you're on salt water. Yeah. So, long days. Yeah. You have to carry a lot of water. Yeah. Like, unless... Did you ever have to, like, bail and hit for land? If you... Oh, I see a river pouring in, I guess, fresh water. So, I actually carried more water than I ended up needing. Okay. um, Because there were more places where I could get water than I thought there would be. But that was a challenge planning for me because I didn't know how often I'd be able to get water. Exactly, Um, And so I carried three 10-liter dromedaries. Oh, wow. So that in itself is a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't, it turned out I didn't need to carry all of those. Okay. Um, And then I also had a gravity filter so that I could, you know, filter from rivers. Right. Um, Streams more than rivers because the rivers are going to be brackish, right? Exactly. streams not. Yeah. But um, I I didn't end up needing to carry that much but i would rather be carrying too much and it's a pain in the butt to be carrying it all yeah than you to end up without water if you run right. into trouble if there's something happens yeah. you need yeah at the very least you need water yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. wow uh and it would have been warm water you're drinking too yeah it was kind of warm yeah. uh so you know in washington in the morning the water was cold southern california i was drinking some pretty warm water <laughs> <laughs> that's so not refreshing no it's not no. but it sounds like you had a blast though I did. It was amazing. I, I think it's, you know, probably one of the most amazing things I've gotten to do. And, and I really, like, you know, my takeaway is just that I'm so lucky that I got to do it. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Well, and that, you know, to be in such beauty, and I think that changes you. I think I think so, too. Yes. You. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And getting out. Yeah. I mean, if there's nobody around and you're experiencing this by yourself. <gasps> it was amazing. Yeah, you're just on the ocean. And you could just think, and I could just keep on going. <laughs> yeah. Baja yeah. Peninsula. Yeah. Right? Olay, yeah. we're going to Mexico. Right, Baja is <laughs> one of my favorite places to paddle. Although, I have to tell you, um, I did go to Baja right after the trip. Drove down with friends, but there were several people who said, who said, uh, oh, well, you should just paddle down. And um, they were not met with particularly clean <laughs> language from me. <laughs> no way! <laughs> yeah, that's not quite what I said. No, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad you uh, enjoyed that trip. Because I know last year when we talked to you, you were talking about, I'm going on a sabbatical, I'm going to do this trip. I hope it yeah. all turns out like yeah. it's supposed yes. to. Right? Yeah. Was it, it was better than what you hoped? Yeah. Good. Um, it was really hard. Yeah. Um, and so much that I couldn't have imagined. Yes. Quite the adventure. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for stopping and yeah, telling us about it today. Thanks for talking about it. Talking yeah. about Cat, yeah. the Chicago Adventure Therapy. Yeah. Ah, see? Yeah. It's on her the aim tag. She can you oh, it is have too. to read it right there. I don't do that. It also <laughs> says speaker and exhibitor. I'm just a speaker. <laughs> Anyways, thank you very much for joining us of again. Course. We very much thank appreciate you. it. And yeah. hopefully uh, next year we'll be here and we'll get yeah. an update on... Yeah. New things that are happening. Absolutely. Deandra will tell you how our, that new project went. Yes, Definitely. we want to hear about that. Definitely. Yes. Well, thank awesome. you very much and enjoy the yeah, uh, oh, paddling season's coming up here. It so sure is. Enjoy yeah. it. Awesome. You too. We'll talk to you. All right. Take care.
Hey, this is Sean Rowley, and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. So it sounded like uh, Andre had quite the trip down it's the West Coast. It's quite the adventure. Eh? It's yeah. uh, interesting to learn that she learned that, hey, me and my husband do miss each other. Yeah, yeah, who knew? <laughs> How can I miss you if you won't go away? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, it's pretty cool, you know, being able to do something like that, getting the chance to do it and... Uh, you know, just, yeah, you know, you see stuff like that. You, you dream of doing trips like that, but to actually get out yeah. there and have the chance to do it. It's it's such a, uh, it's an intimidating trip. I don't oh, yeah. know that I could, I you know, I, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I have the capability to do something of that caliber. I think once you got into it, you would. I guess. It'd just be the starting part of it. Yeah. You know, but I think once you got in the rhythm of doing it. I find it so impressive that. That anybody could do this and kudos to her for. Well, it's the doing it alone part that would get me, I think. Yeah. So you like, know what? Well, that, because I'm, I'm in a, if it was a canoe sort of thing, mm-hmm. but this was, a, that was a kayak thing. Right? Yeah. So, you know, I'm not as confident in the kayak as I am in the canoe. Yeah. I mean, I'll stand up in the canoe, but you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, that would be the thing that would get me is the kayak. But you know what? If you got the expertise and everything on how to yes, do it. Yes. And she obviously has the skill. Yeah. She's, she's got the skill, the capability and, and the, the resolve to pull out uh, an epic uh, trip like trip this. like that yeah that yeah, was amazing. pretty cool absolutely amazing uh the end of the day at the quiet adventure symposium um i was a bit taken aback annoyed uh, i don't know what you'd actually call it. i wouldn't say i was annoyed the rabbits thing what? no what? no the hours are till 5 30 oh and the the speaker they, stopped at five. So once five hit, everybody started packing see, up. What it was, I think, what prompted the early exit by everybody is they did the final draw for the canoe at around five o'clock or shortly after five. And soon as they drew for the canoe, everybody dispersed. Everybody yeah. in the booths closed up shop. Everybody left. And so we paused while they did the, the canoe draw because we were right there. So yeah. we couldn't record. And, uh, and so before we could get back to recording, it's like, what is going on? Everybody's leaving. There's more time. Well, we had arranged, we said, oh, we got a half hour left. We got Jerry Vandiver and his fiddle player, Caitlin Evanson, Mm -hmm. um, to come and join us. And they sat down, we got them all mic'd up and everything like that. And we're going to have a little chit chat. And then he was going to play his, uh, his new song, Blue Bandana, uh, from his middle of somewhere album, mm-hmm. his brand spanking new one. His blue napkin? Blue napkin. You, you keep saying blue <laughs> napkin. It's blue bandana. I know. Uh, so yeah, he was going to play that and we we're going to have a little chit chat and everybody was tearing their booths down slam, all around bang, us. Slam, slam, slam. Oh yeah. So in this interview, yeah, you know what? We're rebels. <laughs> we stayed till 5.30. We were not tearing down yes. till 5.30. Because we have time. <laughs> thems was the rules we was given and thems was the rules we was sticking to. So, yeah, being the rebels we are, we said power to the people, and we just kept on going. Um, we had Jerry and, and uh, Caitlin in the booth doing yes. a little chit-chat and doing their song. And, and, yeah, even people were standing around, like, 
hey, they're still going. Yeah, I know. It was nice. So we were bringing crowds back. Yeah. It's not over till it's over, people. <laughs> uh, it's not over till the Jerry Vandiver sings, sings as yeah. they say. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it was, yeah, they, unfortunately, when you listen to this, this little audio bit here there's a lot of banging and hammering yeah and, you'd be wondering if we're in the middle of construction are they building a house <laughs> yeah yeah um the building was we're, we're bringing down the house <laughs> we were it was coming down all around us <laughs> so check out this interview with uh, with jerry vandiver and caitlin evanson uh pretty good group uh, the two of them and um yeah we make fun a bit of fun of jerry as well and he made fun of us and because apparently, it, oh, it was our singing debut. It was. I don't know how you can really you, that you can really hear us. We were like the chorus, or yeah, something. yeah. We were, yeah, we were, we were the the chorus, yeah. The, we were the background singers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we now when they they recorded with the kids, did they not this this was a kids choir that sang the uh, blue bandana? No, I don't think on this one it was a different no, song on the it was album. Different song, yeah, okay. yeah. So, so give this one a listen, uh, Jerry Vandiver and Caitlin Evanson at the Quiet Adventure Symposium. We have Jerry Vandiver. No, we do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And Caitlin Evanson. 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 No. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Caitlin, who has played with a whole bunch of big name people. Absolutely. Yeah, but you know what? None of those big name people have paddled with her. Mm. True. As far as you know, maybe she's holding out on you. Well, well I have not. my serious doubts, trust me. And I think <laughs> it was determined <laughs> I think it was determined last night as the theory went that all the fiddling ladies get together down in Nashville and there's a big jar <laughs> with straws and they all pick out a straw. Yeah. Whoever gets the shortest has to tour with, with Jerry, Jerry and he got the short straw. Lost. Wow, yeah. Wow, this year. Let me say something. Caitlin is not a loser. That's for sure. She's a serious winner. I'm glad to be with her. Oh, awesome. Yeah. You're, you're enjoy paddling? Uh, do I enjoy paddling? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love commuting with nature. Love um, the movement, the connection to something so beautiful. And yeah, it's my fave. Perfect. Awesome. Whoops. Uh, just fiddling with some buttons here. Here we go. Um, now, Jerry, you've got a new album. Out. I do. What's this it called? came out. It's called The Middle of Somewhere. It's my mission to have people stop saying the middle of nowhere because it's, <laughs> it's the true. middle of somewhere. Yes. You know, it's you not, are always somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So that's 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 the title, and there's a song on it by the same title as coincidence would have. Right. Yeah. Right. The, oh, it's. Oh, okay. signals behind us or something. I'm not yes, sure what's no. going on. <laughs> clicking off I thought gear. it was another fiddle player that draw, drew those short straw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. It's the replacement. They held another draw. <laughs> Congratulations, you're going on tour with the big guys now. <laughs> no, no, actually, I love, love, love being able to do this on my own terms and play music with him yeah. and, and just call it. And so it's, it's lovely. Thank you. Yeah. Well, if you're playing the big shows all the time, it's, it's got to be nice to get down with Jerry here. And as a break, as a fun thing, not something so organized. And Yeah, play and this. Not that Jerry's not organized? Oh, well. Uh, yeah. Actually. <laughs> Have you met Jerry? That's quite a description. That's, that's a, a proper description, actually. I spent time with Jerry in Nashville. I know Jerry now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's saying this. The guy that's sitting across from him that he's making fun of is the guy that delivered to him six 
quarts of moonshine yes, from Tennessee. Yes, I saw that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I have those six quarts in my yeah, possession. Yeah, so now <laughs> so I can say whatever. Yeah, we'll, see what it, we'll see what happens next year. My, my wife will have words with me when I get home. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> so... New album, you yes. can get it on yes. iTunes. iTunes, you get it on uh, paddlesongs.com, CD Baby, Amazon, Apple Music. Uh, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Spotify. You're going to be at Canoe Copia? Yes, we are. And you're going to Ka- be selling them there? Yes, and Caitlin will be there as well. Woohoo! Awesome. Yeah. Have you been to Canoe Copia before? No, I have not. You're going to love it. I can't wait. She's a Canoe Copia virgin. Ooh. Yay! Yeah. I know, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'll, I'll have to paint a V on my forehead and then you know, do the whole thing. Right? Oh, yeah, there's a whole thing yeah. that goes on. Hazing. Oh, gosh. We'll start writing stuff we're down. S- we're starting a bad tradition, I can tell. So, everybody here is tearing down their booths. Yeah, so yeah, those of you at the end of the day here, hearing the banging and clanging, yeah. just tearing down the booths. Well, yeah, we didn't. We thought we still had another half hour, but apparently everybody decided, ah, we're done. Yeah. Kevin Cal is anxious <laughs> to get out of here. So yeah. well, and we're his ride, I think. Yeah, well. Yes, we are. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. So, tell us about the new album. What can you tell oh, us about okay, it? Oh, okay, yeah, but that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. Um, it, 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 it's really fun. It's a little bit different in that... Um, uh, I did uh, three children's songs on it. Okay, for Two of which are sung by children. And uh, the one of them is called That's Why the World Has Rocks. And it was really cool because I cut the, I cut the tracks in, in Nashville and then flew to Madison, Wisconsin, where the kids were because they're going to be performing with us at Canucopia. And then they went into the studio and sang the tracks. And then we flew back to Nashville and mixed them all. Wow. Yeah, so that's one that's song. Impressive. And then another one is I wrote a song uh, about my fishing experience when I was a little boy with my dad. Yep. It's called Out There With My Dad. And I um, actually recorded that song twice, one with a 10-year-old boy in Nashville. His name is Charlie Ward. And he sang a wonderful version of it. And then I went ahead and put my version on because it's about me and my dad. I wanted to put it down. So we had that. And then um, we have, it, it's kind of, the other thing about the record is it's, it's a wild concoction of different styles. We have a blues song. We have a hardcore wank wank country song. Oh, nice. Um, and, and some everything in between. Yeah. So it, it's it's one of the funnest albums I've ever made. It's, and, and, and I have another song on there. Um, that I'll look your listeners to as we're banging around with the Kevin's uh, Kevin Callan's barrel there. Um, that was his barrel just landing in the car. Anyway, um, I did a song. I wrote a song last September in a canyon on the San Juan River in Utah after seeing 2,000-year-old petroglyphs. Oh. And I was really moved by yep. this. And I wrote the song. Came out really quickly. And when we recorded it, I um, solicited uh, a Native American Mohican friend of mine, Bill Miller, and he did a chant on it, and it was quite mesmerizing. So there's a lot of influences in the record. I'm really happy with it. I like the one that you did with the the choir because when we were visiting you in Nashville, you were organizing that. I think he's talking about a different record. I don't Maybe. remember. No, 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 no. This, this past. You mean with the kids? Yeah, with the kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, not choir, yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. 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 I was, it was, yeah. yeah. When was that? When you were there? September. September. Yeah. See, it was that long ago that yeah. you had to put everything together. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, because okay. we're in the middle of lunch. And he goes, yeah, you guys just bugger off. I got to do some work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, when you said really choir, cool. that threw yeah, me off. Yeah, a children's choir. Yeah, a children's school. We call them the Sunshine Kids, actually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it was really cool to. We're listening to you actually organize all this. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get all the all the the the, the, the kids together. All the logistics, the times, and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And then all of a sudden you're listening to the actual song. Yeah. Yes. It was later. really fun. It was really cool. Yeah. yeah. 
So before we get kicked yeah, out, yeah. So what song <laughs> you selected for us? Today? Well, I, uh, you know, I, I thought I would uh, give you the blues song since that's kind of an unusual format. For me. Okay. And I'll tell you behind the story behind it really quickly. It's too bad we don't have visuals, but <clears throat> um, so last spring when I was getting ready to organize all my gear. I had my blue bandanas ready to go, yep. and I put them in the washing machine, and they came out of the dryer in about 20 pieces. Oh no! It was like a devastating thing. Yeah. And I, I, uh, so I started to write a song about it. Was this real tender, new agey, yeah. touchy feely song about how this bandana and I have been through all these travels together, and it really sucked. So. Instead of doing that, I said, you know what? I got the blue bandana blues. Yes. And that's what we wrote. And that's the song. Perfect. Would you like to hear it? Yes, I would. I don't think I don't think Sean wants to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Here you go. Ready? Yes. One, two, three. Went to the store. Bandana aisle. Bright and blue. Just my style. We traveled the world. And every season. Now that bandana is falling all the pieces got a trip coming up and I don't know what to do with a rough and ragged holy and haggard blue bandana blue went back to the store bandana aisle took a look around nothing could be found now this one hurts I ain't gonna lie I miss that bandana more than all my ex-wives I got a trip coming up and I don't know what to do with rough and ragged holy and haggard blue bandana blues here goes Caitlin Okay, Sean and Dave, this is the part where we need a little help. Okay. I'm going to come up with some rhymes for the word bandana. And you're going to respond by singing for a blue bandana. You better sing. Alabama slammer. Okay, you're not allowed to sing. You're close, but not close <laughs> enough. You're supposed to, I'm supposed to sing those lines. Okay. You're singing <laughs> the blue bandana. For a blue bandana. Good. Okay, here we go. Well, I went to Atlanta for a blue bandana. Texarkana for a blue bandana down in Savannah for a blue bandana but I came up empty handed for a blue bandana by the guys you guys really suck I want to take there for you buddy I wrote a letter to Santa for a blue bandana and Hannah Montana for a blue bandana I called Carlos Santana for a blue bandana he was in Havana for a blue bandana oh I got a trip coming up and I don't know what to do actually guys are really good that was great rough and ragged holy and haggard 
Don't let it happen to you. In your North Star canoe. Hiking Timbuktu. Drinking Kalamazoo. Nice, thank you. Oh, look at that private concert. Private concert. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody could see what we're seeing right now, like we are the last, pretty much the we're last the booth. Yes, we're, we're the holdouts. Yeah. We're, we're like on strike. We, you know what? <laughs> Let's play the whole album. We Every <laughs> one of your albums, right here, right now. Eight hours later. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody go get us some beer. We're going to need lots. Yes. Sweet. I might add that, that Derek has a blue bandana right here. He has a blue yeah. Yes. I'm very I impressed. Yeah. Yep. I think I think Sean's reaching for one, too. You can get them from Derek, oh, by the way. One, two, three, four. Remember I buy five this morning? Yes. Five. Oh, okay. Wow. So. These aren't just blue bandanas. These are personalized Jerry Jerry blue bandanas. Yeah. That's right. So. Yeah. yeah. Beauty. They are well, fashion, <laughs> fashion statement. Fashionista, baby. Yes. Uh, well, Jerry, we're we're really happy the new album came out, and yes, we're really happy. Well, look at this. We're we're being cleaned out around us. Yeah. Uh, we're hopefully Thanks for really, joining us. Yeah. Hopefully it takes off. You're selling lots. Uh, yeah, like a lot of people. So far, so good. People seem to love it. I'm really excited about that, and I'm having a lot of fun playing the songs. Good. You know, especially with her. Yes. She yeah. makes me sound a lot better than I really am. Everybody yeah. does, Jerry. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Even you. Even you. <laughs> Even me. Well, thank you very thank much, you Caitlin. For thanks us. for coming along. Thank you for having and, me. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll talk again soon. All right. Okay. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. So that was uh, pretty good to get uh, Jerry and Caitlin in the booth there and do a, do a little bit with them in their, our singing debut. <laughs> we're awesome <laughs> even though jerry said we sucked but yeah. no he didn't say we sucked he did did he yes yes he said you suck you guys suck. then he came back and said yeah you guys you know you guys are good so we're going on tour we're moving to nashville now <laughs> going Jer on tour jerry said we're good we're going to nashville yeah. we're going on tour for the backup singers it's great <laughs> it's the prettiest ones you ever had <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was great. It's always, it's, it's a blast to get together with Jerry. Really cool. Uh, we'll be seeing him down in, at Canucopia. You will be. I will. Yeah, I will be. Yeah. I will be. It's the Royal We. Yes. <laughs> the Royal We. Uh, so yeah, if you have not been to the Quiet Adventure Symposium, uh, it's the same time every year. I've heard so many people comment that it's one of the best shows they've gone to. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We have, we have a blast there every it's year. It's small, it's intimate. It's not that small actually, no. but it, it's 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 on the small-ish side, mm -hmm. but it's still a pretty big show. But it, so it gives you that intimate feeling and and so the the crowds are all friendly like we had so many people stop by and say, "Hey guys, we listen to oh, you." Oh, definitely. Whatever. And but just just the 
it's the it's the caliber, the character of the people that go to the show. It's it's I love going there. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a blast. So if you haven't been to the Quiet Adventure Symposium down in Lansing, Michigan, you definitely need to get down. There. Absolutely. And we'll be there again next year. And you want to go see the rabbits? And we'll go see the rabbits again. <laughs> I actually made that was one of the only things I got a chance to do is go through the rabbit exhibit. <laughs> That's a problem with when you're when we're doing our booth. Yeah, we and can't recording, get away. and then uh, uh, throwing on top of that, I did the presentation. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's, it throws a real big thing into the day where you're trying to get you want to get yeah. this extra couple of things well, in there. Well, get an extra couple of things in, but you will. We also can't abandon the booth. Somebody yeah. has to be there all the time. So, like one person can escape and and do a quick walk around and and uh, so it was. I don't know. It's that's cool. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. what we're there to do. Yeah, oh yeah. You know. So, yeah. but uh, oh oh, and Caitlin. Yes. <laughs> went home to Nashville with a little friend. Yes. From so, said rabbit yes. convention. So she bought herself, it's called a lion head rabbit. And I, I, I had to Google it. I was like, why is it called that? Well, this rabbit actually, it looks like it has the full on mane of a male lion. So it's got all the puff around the ears and the chin and the jowls. And it looks like a lion. It's it's impressive. And it's good eating too. Yeah. <laughs> you buy them by the pound. You buy them by the pound, yeah. <laughs> Three fifty for <laughs> anyway. Uh yeah, so you know what? Another great year at the the Quiet Adventure Symposium. Uh definitely see if we can get back there again next year and do do this again. And anybody that hasn't been, definitely go. Yes. Uh thinking that's about it for tonight. You got anything else? I do not. Well then let's call it a day. <laughs> if you want to find out more about Paddling Adventures Radio, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, a bit on YouTube. Where else can you find us? I know I got a paper around here. Like online or something. Yeah, we're online. You got our, our paddlingadventuresradio.com thing as well. You can listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. If you need to, you can go to the episode page. There's a little tab at the top of our webpage, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can click there and you can download or listen, stream them, all our episodes. 213 of them now? Yes. Yeah. Wow. So the early ones were averaging, we were always 52 minutes, and then later on we got a little bit long, so there's... 52 minutes to three hours, somewhere in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But most of them were around an hour, so how many episodes? Two, 213. So it'll be at least 215 hours of listening. Oh, it'll be more than that. I'm, I'm thinking closer to 225. Yeah, 225. If you got 225 hours to kill... Hey. It's like a Netflix and chill night. That's right. It's the Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm sitting at home and I listen to two dudes speak. All right. <laughs> uh, if you enjoy our podcast, please uh, share it with your friends and paddling partners and all that sort of thing. We'd much appreciate that. Um, and I think that's about it. Yes. So I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I want to thank all our guests from the Quiet Adventure Symposium for being on the last couple of shows. And uh Hopefully we'll get some more from uh, Canoe Copio for the next couple of weeks. So thank you everybody for listening. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.